Thankful for that river today. Hallelujah. Because of that river today that flowed from Emmanuel's veins, we live today. We have life today. We have hope today. No matter where you stand, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing today, there is hope because of the river that flows from Calvary into our lives today. Join hands with the one beside of you to the right, to the left. There's a commanded blessing where unity is. Father, we thank you for unity in this house this morning. We thank you that where unity is, there's a commanded blessing. God, many have walked through some tough stuff this week and circumstances and situations, but none of it's greater than what you are. So I just pray the God of glory that you reveal your grace in every circumstance, in every situation. I pray that there be an awakening and a revelation of who you are in every circumstance today. You are our savior. You are our healer. You are our baptizer. You are our well of spring of joy, of peace, of hope, of victory. Whatever the situation may require today, I pray that you reveal yourself individually, but yet corporately in this house today as the God who does not fail. We give you praise and give you thanks for what you're doing now and what you have done and what you are about to do in this place today. In Jesus' wonderful name, hallelujah. Come on, let's give him the ovation of the morning. seated this morning. I'm not sure I gave the media team my scripture, but it's 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 11 through 19. Praise God. Appreciate the worship team and Pastor Jamie's leadership leading us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Second Kings chapter three, verse 11. Jehoshaphat said, is there no prophet of the Lord where that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Saphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your fathers and the prophets of your mothers. 
But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hands of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I wouldn't even look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that your cattle and your animals may drink, and this is the simple matter in the sight of the Lord. This is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. This is a simple matter. Somebody needs to hear that today. What you're dealing with is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. With you, it looks overwhelming, but to God, it's a simple matter. Tell your neighbor, it is a simple matter with God. We will also deliver the Moabites into your hands and also shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. I want to talk to you this morning on a simple subject. Keep digging. Keep digging. Before we pray today, just look at your neighbor and tell him, keep digging. Spirit of God, we thank you for your presence in this house today. Thank you for your word that is always a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray today that your blessings will rest completely upon us your people and let us see revelation and understanding that will cause faith to arise in our hearts and believe you for the impossible we give you praise and thanks for this today in Jesus' name and amen amen praise god uh while i was gone this week we talked about all week in our devotions and all of the things that we did it was surrounded about water one of those villages in which we were are doing ministry we are on drilling a well they have no water there that is clean and so uh, by God's grace and help we're going to drill a well there where that the people can have water um, it seems like a simple thing to us but whenever you get out in the heat and the humidity of Honduras and you run out of water you begin to recognize how important it is and uh, just for a few short moments or hours without water uh, causes you to begin to appreciate it. But these people go all of their lives without clean water. So we're going to drill a well there. We was going to do it on Wednesday, but the rains hindered us from doing that. So month tomorrow and Tuesday, that drill will be, uh, that well will be drilled. And uh, those villages around there will be able to come to a life source Uh, But not only a life source in the natural, but we will share with them, Jesus loved you so much that he put this well here for you. Amen. Jesus did it for you. 
here in this story, we see these three kings that had come up against Moab and had miscalculated the length of time of their travel. Have you ever miscalculated? Good intentions, a pure heart, right motives, but yet you miscalculated. They miscalculated. They worked everything. They tried everything. They had good intentions. They had good motives, but they miscalculated their time. And the scripture says that seven days now they went without water. They was in a dry place. They were in a valley. Has anyone ever noticed how dry it can get in a valley? Uh, it's uh, when the mountaintop experiences of your life, you don't recognize sometimes the drought. But when you're in a valley and there is no water, it begins to magnify and intensify the fact that you are parched, that you are dry. And they had went for seven days without water, and the water source is our life source. If you can go, they tell me, for some 40 days without food, but you can just go a few days without water. And we see that when they had no hope left, whenever they had uh, looked around and seen no water, seen no, nothing for them to, to be sustained their life, all of a sudden a light bulb comes on and says, isn't there a prophet around here? Isn't it amazing how that God always becomes our last resort? That we don't seek him before we go on the process, but whenever things come up wrong, we begin to look for him. We begin to call upon him and, and thank God that, you know, there's sometimes that we call on him and, and, it, and it, it's the fact that we called on him. It doesn't uh, necessarily mean if you didn't call on him before you started that you can't call on him during the process. But, but well, why, why is it that we always wait until uh, we get into trouble before we call on the Lord? Why not invite him into the planning process? Why not invite him to come into our situation and give us direction and leadership before we get desperate for him? Amen. But when they had no hope, it dawned on them to look for a man of God. Amen. Because you see, they weren't looking for another king because they were kings themselves. But it was not the king that was in authority during the Bible, all through Bible history. It's never the king that is in authority. It's always the priest who is in authority. And it's interesting to me, if we could turn it into this modern day society, how that we in America have allowed the king to be the final authority. How we have allowed the leadership of our nation and our government to be the final say about what goes on. Even while we're gone, I've heard news. My phone began to alert as we came into Atlanta and, and, and we got a, a weak back governor that can't stand up for family. I said that. Put it on YouTube. I don't care. Amen. Because our nation is going to hell because we won't take a stand for family. Amen. 
But I want to tell you today that family is God's way. I said family is still God's way. It doesn't matter what the king has said. It doesn't matter what the governor has said. God is the final authority. And it's interesting to me how that we've allowed the authority, uh, yes, as long as it is in the line of God, we are to respect authority. But whenever it comes out from under the line of God, then we don't uh, respect it any longer. Amen. And so here they were, and it's interesting how that they would go and, and they allowed this kings were looking for a priest. And I want to declare to you today that the kingdom of God is still the final authority. That the man of God, the woman of God, the servants of God still have authority in this earth. And so we need to exercise that authority. Oh, when you remember Ahab, he run out there and Jezebel and the prophet of God came and he said it ain't going to rain around here till I say it's going to rain around here. Amen. He told the king how it's going to happen and I declare to you today that even in this land we still have authority. We're just not exercising that authority but we need to say in the name of Jesus we're going to take our stand. We're not going to back up. We're going to declare the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord will prevail every single time. Amen. The man of God said to them, if it, if it wasn't for the king of Judah, I wouldn't even give you the time of day. If it wasn't for the king of Judah, he said, why don't you go back and worship in your father's gods? Why don't you go and look for those idols and those things that you've worshipped in the past? But he, he looked and he seen Jehoshaphat. He seen the king, uh, or excuse me, the king of Judah. And whenever he seen the king of Judah, he said, I would have never given you the time of day, but because you have the king of Judah with you. Because you have praise with you. I've got to do something about this situation. Because God said he inhabits the praise of his people. And so because even though they were in a bad place, even though they were in a dry place, even though they miscalculated, even though things weren't going their way because they did not lose praise, they were able to access the presence of God to give them direction for their life. And I just want to say to somebody at the tabernacle this morning, whatever you're going through and however difficult it may be and how dry it may seem don't ever allow the enemy to steal your praise because as long as you've got a praise you can get direction from God as long as you've got a praise you can receive the will of God the purpose of God and the plan of God but if you allow the devil to shut up your mouth and shut up your praise and shut up your worship you're going to die in the valley but whenever you begin to pray him, it will cause a wellspring of life to begin to flow into you anew and afresh. Don't ever lose your praise. Even in the driest valley, don't lose your praise. What do you do when you are in a valley that is so dry and you don't know what to do? You do what you know to do. Isn't that profound? People were told here, 
we see that these three kings had come against Moab because Moab had had stopped up their service and stopped up what the agreement was with them. And we see that as they came together, that, that now they're in this valley of dryness and the word of the Lord comes to them after they go and talk to the man of God. The word of the Lord comes to them. And, and, and if we would have been there, we would have probably said that uh, we thought that he would begin to do a rain dance and it would begin to rain. That, that somehow that water would come springing up out of an artesian well in the middle of the valley. And God certainly could have done that. But you see, God always causes man to participate with his own miracle. I said God always requires man to participate in the miracle that they're about to receive. He told the blind man, what? Go and wash. He told the crippled man, get up out of there, take up your bed and begin to walk. Amen. He told them, uh, the dead man, to get up. So he always required participation in the miracle. And so God is saying here, I want you to go and do something. What are you going to do? He tells them to go and dig ditches in a valley. They're already in a low place and now the word of the Lord comes and says, go dig ditches. How many know when the word of the Lord comes to you, many times it doesn't make sense. Your natural mind says, this is crazy. Are you crazy, man? We're in this valley. We're seven days removed from water and you telling us to go do manual labor and dig ditches in a valley? You want us to do that? Must be the devil. You've got your signals messed up, man. There is no way God would tell us that we've got to go dig ditches. But you see, they heard the word of the Lord. They believed the word of the Lord and so they acted upon the word of the Lord. They began to dig ditches in that valley and the Bible said as they was faithful and doing an act of obedience there was something supernatural that began to take place can I tell you that the miraculous never manifests until there is an action on our part it may be in the natural uh, perception it may be something that looks like it's just a natural act that's the reason why that we raise our hands that's the reason why we clap our hands that's the reason why we dance our dance We pray in the spirit. Why? It's not because we're feeling emotions. It's because we are glorifying. We are activating something in the realm of the spirit. And so when we activate something in the realm of the spirit, then the natural, there is a manifestation. But in the supernatural, there is an activation in which your eyes cannot see, but your spirit is beginning to feel. And you see, there is, whenever they begin to dig the ditches in the valley, the Bible said the spirit of the Lord did the work. Living water is to be flowing out of you and I. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus went to the woman that went to the well and found a woman that was there and told her, this water, what you're trying to get out of this well can only satisfy you in the flesh. But what you do not understand that there is a water that is inside of me, that whenever I depart it into you, that there is a release that is going to do more for you than this natural water can do. That there is a water that will begin to flow 
flow and it will never run dry. Glory to God. I tell you today that Jesus told her that this is the water that you need. There's people, a lot of people today are looking for something to fill the void. They're looking for something all around us. They're looking for a well. They may be looking at the crack house. They may be looking at the porn shop. They may be looking at all of the things of this world to fill their void and the emptiness on the inside. But it will only last the pleasures of this world are only good for a season. But there is a wellspring. There is a source today that is beyond the natural. And when we tap into that which is Jesus Christ and that wellspring begins to flow out of us, he tells us that there is a river. There is a well. There is a source today. And I want to say today for whatever your situation is that there's still a source. And that source is Jesus Christ. It isn't in what we are able to do. It isn't in what we are able to manipulate or conjure up. But it is because of the source of Jesus Christ. A well that will never run dry. A source of water in the midst of a weary land. Whenever you're broken and you're hurting, you can draw water from the well. Amen. He said we shall draw with joy. We shall draw water from the wells of salvation. There is a well of salvation. And when we tap into that well, our, that water will never run dry in our life. But he is our strength. He is our hope. He is our answer. He is our source. And we just stay connected to the well and we will never run dry. Oh, come on and give him praise today. And what I want to say to you is we need to be like Jesus. I said we need to be like Jesus. And tell them there is a well of living water on the inside of us. That we can give you. Amen. Away with this stuff about, well, I, I can't help you. Why not? Don't look at me. Why not? When that crippled man was laying there, Peter said, look on us. Silver and gold we don't have, but we've got a well inside of us. Huh? And the well of strength that was inside of them was enough to cause a crippled man to get up and begin to walk. And so Jesus calls us to be his disciples. Now watch this. We just sung the song, There is a River that flows, right? From Emmanuel's veins. But that's in the New Testament. But when Jesus left, he told us to be his disciples. And now we do what Jesus did. We aren't little Jesuses, but we are disciples of Christ. And so whatever he did, we do. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. We prophesy and speak life and strength and health to those who are in a dry and a weary place. Why? Because Jesus did it. And he left us here in the earth to do exactly what he'd done. 
And so because there was a living water that was flowing out of him, now when we accept him as our personal savior, there is to be rivers of living water that are flowing out of us. As this John said, as the scriptures have said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Somebody say rivers. Not just one river, but multiple rivers. It's a singular source, but multiple rivers that are flowing out of us. It's rivers of joy. It's rivers of peace. It's rivers of hope. It's rivers of anointing. It's rivers of healing. It's rivers of deliverance that are flowing out of our uttermost being. And and we've settled for living in a valley, but God said, I just brought you to this valley so you would understand that you need a river to flow out of you. And if you can ever understand that you're just not just barely trying to make it. You're not holding the fort till he comes. You're not just dragging through this earth to someday be transferred to heaven. But there is a purpose on your life and that purpose is for you to be a wellspring of living water. That in a dry and a parched place that we can go to the hurting. We can go to the broken. We can go to the lost and say I don't have what you think you need but I've got what you need and silver and gold we don't have but what I do have I'm going to impart to you and that is a river of living water that in the river praise God he said that everything that the river touches shall be healed shall live he's not just talking about a river but we are to be the river come on somebody we are to be the river that is flowing into a hurting and a broken world everything we touch is to be healed everything we touch is to be hope to it. Everything we touch shall be saved. Everything that we touch, there should be deliverance coming to it. Don't you ever give in to the culture of the day. Don't you ever give in to the lie of the devil that you're a nobody and it's just for the church or for the leadership to do a thing. We are rivers of living water. We've got a wellspring of hope living on the inside of us and greater is he that is in us than the world that has come against us and we need to rise up and say we have the hope of the world. We have the answer for the lost. We have the answer for the hurting. We have the answer for the sick. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Glory to God. Come on and praise him. We are the source. I said we are the source. We are the source for this hurting world. Rivers of living water are to be flowing out of us so that everything we touch changes. But we're satisfied with just going to heaven someday. And God said, I didn't save you to go to heaven. I saved you to transform the earth. Amen. Go all the way back to Genesis with me. What did he tell them to do? He told them to disband, to go and to cover the earth. What did they do? They found a place that was pleasing to them and started building a tower. And said, we're going to build it and go up to heaven. That's been our problem all along. Everybody wanting to go to heaven. Why not bring some heaven into the earth? Amen. 
He didn't tell him to go congregate in a place that made you feel good and build a, a tower into heaven. He said, go cover the earth. And so he had such a problem with them that he had to come down and stop their work because he said that if he did not do it, that they were, it was possible for them to do what they said they were going to do. And so God is looking at us today and he is saying, I want you to do something in the earth. No sign of God working. Have you ever prayed and prayed and didn't see no sign? Have you ever worked, did your best, faithful in your tithing, faithful in the house of the Lord, faithful in everything you were doing, your giving, your blessing, your serving, and no sign? That's where they were. There shall be no wind and there shall be no rain, just water. There are times when we think that we know how we're going to get blessed. Huh? I'm up for this promotion and if I get this promotion, it's going to be the answer to what I need. I'm going to share my, my, my need and, and, and my family. that They'll help me out. I got friends. They'll get me where I need to go. And it is true that God uses people. Doesn't he? But every once in a while, God will do something just to blow your mind. And let you know it wasn't because of your family, it wasn't because of your connections, it wasn't because you did this, that, and the other, it wasn't because that you was next in line, but that he's God all by himself. And even though he can use your family and he can use your job and he can use your friends, he says, I can do it without anybody. No wind, no rain. No thunder, no lightning, no flashing, just water. God can do that. I said, God can do that. He can just show up and he can do a thing. Times when we pray, times when we read, times when we worship, we work and we do all of this and we see no change. And our hearts become overwhelmed with discouragement because we have not seen the manifestation. But let me remind you that nothing manifests in the natural until it is fulfilled in the spirit. And when it is full in the spirit, then it manifests in the natural. You say, well, do you really believe that? In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the earth, right? In the fullness of time, when it's full in the spirit, when it's done in the spirit, the earth as a, as a result of, of uh, as a result of revelation being written and saying amen in revelation was the re result of in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Why? Because it was all fulfilled. God is not the beginning and the end at different times. He's the beginning and the end at the same time. 
But in the fullness of time, come on somebody, walk with me. In the fullness of time, he stands in the beginning, in the end, at the same time. Amen. And now because there is a manifestation of fullness in the spirit, it begins to manifest in the natural. And we think because we haven't heard God, we think because we're not seeing a manifestation of it, that God is just setting up there playing checkers. But I want you to know that God is a great orchestrator and he can orchestrate things all by himself when nobody knows he's ever doing anything. When you think he's a million miles away, when when you can't see any sign of anything changing in your life, but God's standing, amen, in the fullness of time and in the fullness of time, he will release the thing that you need in the natural. And so what we have to do is not go weary and well doing. What do you do when you're in the middle of the valley to lay out a church? No. What do you do whenever you're in the middle of a dry place? Quit worshiping? No. What do you do whenever everything is coming up against you and nothing is changing? Just give up on God? No. You stand by night in the house of the Lord. You lift one hand without wrath and the other without doubt and say, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him and I'm going to put my confidence in the Lord. Amen. And I want to tell you that even when you cannot see it, God is still at work on your behalf. And we've got to grow up in the kingdom and not give up because we can't see a thing. But say, I'm just going to stand right here and I'm going to worship God. I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to praise his name. I'm going to stand right here and read his word. I'm going to stand right here and give him glory, honor, and praise. Not because of what I see, not because of what I feel, but because he is God. I am his child. There's a river flowing out of me and I will rejoice. I will praise his name. I will glorify him because I know his attributes. I know his character. And as long as I praise him, as long as I worship him, David said I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed out begging for bread. If God did it before, he'll do it again. If he's ever healed one person, he'll heal you today. If God's ever delivered one person, he'll deliver you today. Don't you give up. Don't you die in the valley. Tap into the source of living water and allow the anointing of God to raise you up. Oh, come on and praise him right here. Come on, praise him. No, I didn't say paddock. Come on, let's praise him up in here. If you believe the word of the Lord over your life, give him some kind of praise today. Hey! (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Now watch this. They were faithful. They were obedient. But now they went in to rest. They rested in knowing God. They rested in knowing that they had been obedient to God. They rested in knowing that they had done all that they could do. Huh? They rested in God's faithfulness. I heard the word of the Lord come to me this week and said this, God works best when we rest. 
God works best when we rest. Yes, we've got a part to do, but after we've done all we can do, stand. Just rest. I've done the, I've dug the ditch. I've done the work. Now I'm just going to rest and watch God do it. I'm just going to rest. Thank you for giving me the direction. I followed the direction. And now I'm just going to watch you do this thing. The Bible said that they rested. When they got up in the morning, the valleys were full of ditches. The ditches there in that valley were full of water. And watch this. God used their miracle to defeat their enemy. The enemy looked down there. (laughs) They weren't used to seeing water in that valley. They seen a reflection and that reflection looked like blood. And they began to laugh and said they've turned against one another and killed each other. And they went down to see what was going on. And when they went down to see what was going on, God gave them the strength to destroy their enemies. While they were sleeping, God caused the ditches to be full. The water came in, no wind, no rain, just a miracle. We've been uh, we have been uh, trained to uh, look for great men of God to get miracles. We've looked for the crusade or the healing service. For us to get a miracle. But it was just a normal day. There weren't no lights flashing. There wasn't no rain coming. There wasn't no thunder roaring. It was just a normal day. A normal night. And because of their obedience. A miracle just happened. I want to tell you today. That's the way we need to believe here at the tabernacle. That we believe that because we're being faithful and even though it may be a dry place and even though there may be not a scent of water at the moment, that because of our faithfulness, we believe every day for miracles to happen. We believe for the power of God to be revealed anytime. Amen. Because God used their miracle to confuse their enemy. Can I tell you that your miracle will always confuse your enemy because the thing that he brought against you was a sign to destroy you. But when the miracle comes, it causes him to be confused. Because the dry valley was meant for you to lose heart, give up and quit. And it was meant so that you would die in that valley. They bury your bones in that valley. But the very fact that you held on to the wellspring, the very fact that you came out of it causes confusion to fall upon your enemy. And your enemy, instead of seeing you down, depressed and suicidal and destroyed and, and no hope inside of you, suddenly see, they see the smile, they see the joy, they see the hope and it causes confusion. Because what I put on them should have killed them. But I see him coming up out of here. 
I put it on other people and they gave up. But somehow they tapped into some water (laughs) down in the valley. Instead of coming out defeated, they're coming out rejoicing. I want to say to somebody today, just keep on digging. When you don't know what to do and when it does seems like it's hopeless and all hope is lost, just keep on digging. Keep on believing. Keep on holding on to the promises of God and the word of God over your life and believe that darkness can only endure for the night. But joy will come. I said joy will come. It will come in your morning. Can I tell you tonight that morning doesn't come at six o'clock or seven o'clock? Morning comes when revelation comes. You can be in the midnight season of your life, 12 o'clock midnight, but when you receive revelation, it's morning. Darkness goes. Revelation comes. So it doesn't mean you have to endure another night. It just means, God, I need revelation on this. So that darkness goes and rejoicing comes. So I come today to talk to some people that may be in a valley of dryness. In a place you're doing all that you know to do. But yet there is no answer, yet there is no movement, there's no activity that you can see with the natural eye. But you dare to believe today, just say, Pastor, I'll dig the ditch, I'll dig down deeper, I'll believe God, I'll stand by night in the house of the Lord. If i got to stand by myself, I'll stand by myself. But I'm going to believe God that there's water in this valley. I'm going to believe God that right here where I am, I don't have to get to the mountaintop to put a smile back on my face. I don't have to climb up out of here dry and parched and broken and hurting and confused. But right here in this valley where I'm standing, I'm believing a wellspring. A wellspring to be revealed to me today.